Well, welcome back to The Square. I am your host, Curtis the Fifth. And I am Curtis the Fourth. As you can probably hear, I am in a very elated mood. Uh, <laughs> this uh, show, we are going to uh, basically run through Chicago's early draft success. It, it's a home run for them. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, draft's over for, for Chicago. I yeah. mean, we... We have addressed everything we needed to address, really, in the first two rounds. Um, the 100%. rest is just formality at yeah. this point. Let's go get some projects in the fifth, sixth, seventh round and call it a day. Uh, I We're ready to go. I, I'm ready for it to be September. Uh, just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm ready for the season. Um, well, let's just, I mean, let's just dive right into it because uh, there's no reason to kind of play around it. We did hold off on talking about this until later in the day, so we've seen all of the kind of shit talking from espn <laughs> and all that stuff uh, the uh, love, the love. yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody wants to give chicago credit for actually doing the right thing this year not at all um but man trade up from pick 20 in the first round all the way up to pick 11 to go get what i feel is the second best quarterback in this draft in justin fields yeah yeah. Um, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I don't think anybody can. Anybody that's even remotely a Bears fan or even remotely followed the Bears at any time in their recent history, probably in the last 30 years, uh, obviously didn't see any, no, no, not, not, not an aggressive uh, approach like this. And no. I mean, not only did they do it in the first round, they did it again in the second round as an encore. And I'm yeah, like, we'll uh, get to that one. I know, no, as a synopsis, I'm not yeah. going there, but I'm just. Well done, oh, Ryan Pace. Well done. I, so I, I give you. credit to Matt Nagy for this for the first pick for Justin Fields, and I give credit for Ryan Pace for the second second pick, and and we'll get into right, that okay. in, in a bit. But well, go ahead. I want to start with Justin Fields because I mean, last night we're sitting at twenty, and we get to the point where the the craziness happens, and and we will have a full kind of overarching look at the draft next week um it, it, with our recording session on tuesday so we'll get into that information and, and what's happening up at the top of the draft with cincinnati's and in miami and all these guys mm-hmm. uh, but once the, those picks started happening and atlanta didn't go uh didn't go quarterback uh then cincinnati went left field they they went no well, i guess not left field they, they went with the choice that i don't think that they should have went with uh mm-hmm. miami goes with their guy and then Boom! We hit. Uh, oh, and then we had Detroit as well. That they end up picking Everybody up. Everybody wanted the shiny bells and whistles, yep. and you know, and all of a sudden, man, you talk about miles was getting big, pick by pick, and you seen us round about round. When we got around to that eighth pick, I said, "Okay, so for the third we, time, we, and the draft us, begins now." Because we're sitting on the couch there, <laughs> and pick eight comes up, and we both get up, knees <laughs> got our elbows on our knees, just watching. What is Carolina about to do? Right. And they ended up what they went corner. They get JC Horn, which I thought was very early. I did not have him as my highest ranked quarter uh corner no. uh in the draft. Um but he ends up going there. He cool. You got your guy. I'm happy with it. And we're both sitting at looking at Denver like, damn. They're about to get him. They're about to take Justin Fields right here with the ninth uh, pick. I was a red carpet <laughs> treatment. I mean, nicely, <laughs> nicely yeah, back right out there for him. I mean, man, it was just right there for the taking. And... But we did have some optimism because of what happened earlier in the day. They trade for Teddy Bridgewater. So, like, well, do they? Do they do it? Do they not? Right. But we ultimately we both came to consensus. 
Denver's going to be the team to take them. Like it's just it's it's written in stone. We we had done it in our mock draft the the night before. We were just like it does it just makes too much sense. They're still going to go quarterback. In fairness, in fairness, the Teddy Bridgewater thing happened while we were recording. By the way, just oh yeah, so, and, uh, yeah, and I did put that disclaimer. Uh, basically, we we saw the tweet literally like thirty minutes after we finished recording. We saw it mm-hmm. go get sent out. So, um, but at the end of the day. It, even with that, I still I still felt it like in my soul, like God damn, Justin Fields is going like, and I and I just, just well, it's just just our <laughs> luck that Justin Fields goes there, and because I mean all the other picks that anybody I feel like Chicago mm. is just a farm system for Denver, like all of our guys end up just going there for some reason. I don't know what it is. I know like recently it's been Vic Vangio. I think they just they love they they share the same color scheme. I don't yeah, know. But it's, I, I don't it's know ridiculous. It They're so connected, them and Oakland. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, but that's neither here nor there. But I'm feeling like he's going there. And the second that they end up taking Patrick Sertain, I it just like right there. We we both were like, all right, Chicago. Like <laughs> you now have phone. that window is open get to anywhere phone. in these next five picks. Get in there before New England does, and go get go get this guy or or Washington for that matter. True. Know. Well, I was just saying you got to get anywhere right. from uh from ten to fifteen or ten to fourteen because you know if it falls to New England, New England's taking. Oh no, the guy. no, I meant they need to get on the phone before Washington got on the phone. Yeah, and just beat them to the punch because yeah, I, I, I it's I would I'm surprised there wasn't more teams clamoring to try to grab this guy all of a sudden. But, well, there's only three teams that needed quarterbacks. In- nah, <laughs> if I'm just kind of like you know I like this guy, he's okay. Yeah. Hey, did we look at this guy? Have we <laughs> taken a good look at this person? Because I mean, man, really, we could go a whole different direction t- today. But that was that was the that was the beauty and the magic of the first round and of the first man, the first third of the fir- you know the the first one third of the first round really, and it was just you. I oh, mean, you talk about it heated up at the, by by pick eight because from pick eight to basically twenty was just a blur. Yeah, it just went so fast, even though it didn't go that fast. But <laughs> it felt like it was man. just an instant to, to me. But yeah, it's just it, I, I couldn't believe it. And so the trade happens at pick 10. You got a Philadelphia jumping up to get their guy with Devontae Smith. And I, I walked away for a second. I can't come back in And New York's on the clock already. And I'm just like, man. I don't know what's about to happen. I was saying I don't see I I don't know if Chicago's gonna be aggressive enough to give up what they need to to get all the way up to pick jump up nine picks basically. Right. And then as literally as that's coming out of my mouth, the screen changes. <laughs> and you have uh the it go from the New York Jets, it comes right back, trade with the Chicago Bears, and I was like, Oh, and just right then, we were like, we got our quarterback. We already know who it is. I was like, oh, we already got Justin Fields. And then it just hits me that Mac Jones is still available at that time. Mm-mm. And I'm like, this is just my luck. They're going to do the wrong thing again. <laughs> They're going to mess it up. It's it's just it's just the Chicago thing to do. It's just mm-hmm. the Ryan Pace thing to do. Go get the wrong freaking guy exactly. sitting right there. Uh, go go get his white knight sitting there, and and Mac Jones, and I and I was I was I was scared, but then this is exactly why I said this is why I give credit to this pick to Matt Nagy specifically because I think he was the one who said no, I can do it with Justin Fields. Yeah, I don't know what he told Ryan Pace, but I'm glad Ryan Pace listened. Yeah, and yeah, so they went and got. I guess we could say we went and got their guy. I know this is kind of a quasi. Back door, side door way that Chicago had to come 
by way of getting their quarterback, but and we got them, and, uh, and you know, big picture, we got them. But you know, if you listen, if, you, if you're watching, <laughs> man, if you're watching, a, you know, anything in the media right now, it, the media has not caught up to the craze of what actually has happened. I, I'm giving it, give it a couple more days, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's really weird because I'm like, man, am I? Am I jumping the gun by saying we actually have a franchise quarterback? Because I mean, if you no. just hear some of the, the talk today, it's just kind of like, yeah, uh, it's still kind of like it's 50 50. We don't know what we're doing. I'm like, and, what in the world thing, is going what on? What I really don't like about listening to these main, mainstream media shows, whether it's ESPN, NBC, whoever, I don't, I don't care who it is, Fox, like all these guys. What I don't like about it is, is that we have all, all last year, we're saying, oh, they've got such a great team. They they've got all these guys. They got all these these this wonderful talent in so mm-hmm. many different positions. This, that, the other. All they need is a quarterback to figure it out and put it all together. So we go get the freaking quarterback. And now, oh, I feel so bad for Justin Fields and the situation now that he's drafted <laughs> in. They can never figure it out. It's Chicago. They did like we do the right thing, and you still give a shit for it. What is right. this? I like you know. <laughs> Come on now, people. At least give us give us eight weeks. You can give us something. You know, like damn. I'm like, we, give me a damn if we do. Damn if we don't. <laughs> like, we make the biggest splash in the in the first round, and it still is kind of. I mean, even the draftathon yesterday, that came just, seconds <laughs> after the pick. You know, as the pick was going, you know, it's just like, or as they were about to announce it, and yeah. then they just shifted off to the next pick so fast. Like, yeah. what no. They didn't give it a second thought. I mean, man, no love. I mean, Chicago got no love last night. But with that being said, we got who we needed. We yes. got our guy. Um, that guy, as I was saying yesterday, you know, <laughs> we got we got we 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 have. I believe we have our franchise quarterback. If 100%. nothing else, we got our franchise quarterback for the next several years. We're gonna see what we got. I I think I think the the um ceiling is as high as whatever wherever we want it to go. Um, you can, people talk about his floor, whatever, whatever. This, this was a game a starter. This was a game changer, yeah. you know, because they said they were trying to make a splash or they were trying to do something, you know, in the draft. We're going to, you know, just hold on. We, we're, we're working on it. We know we heard all that before, but truth be told after the, the finished product of what happened in the first round, they did exactly what they said they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Not something we used to as a Bears fan, but hell, when, Give credit when credit is due. And this is it. You know, yeah. I'm like, it don't get much bigger than this once you bomb you know, we we bombed on the on the on the uh, Russell Wilson um sweepstakes. I mean, not that anybody didn't know just saying bombing meaning we did not we weren't able to close the deal. Yeah. For whatever, you know, probably would have cost everything to get him. Which and, I wouldn't have been mad at. I mean, I would give up everything for Russell right. Wilson. How, I don't care. <laughs> but with that being said, I mean, Seattle wasn't really playing ball anyway, you know. Yeah. And so that's the other thing. But since that fell apart, we we know we we you know we quickly go and get the first available or the first or the best op- opted free agent quarterback, which was fine. I mean, I know we're we're questioning the money and we're questioning based on what we were going after versus what we ended up with, and it just didn't look good. It don't sit well, and it shouldn't sit well with anybody, any team for that matter. With that type of, you had to go from one level of talent to another this level of talent, and it would be one thing if the Andy Dalton signing happened. 
and and they just left it at that and they just said hey guys we're still working on it we're, we're looking at other things we just wanted to secure something at the position for now for now and if they would have said that that would have been one thing but then you come out ryan pace and you're sitting in that press conference with that smug ass slick hair and you just go and say he's our qb1 and and that what that that's kind of what pissed me off and that's what turned me off as a bears fan because i'm just sitting here looking at you and in and, in and, you're 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 straight up just lying to my face. Like mm-hmm. I know that Andy Dalton, yes, he is an upgrade over Mitch Trubisky. Almost anything is. I'm sorry. Like, and and it, it is not. And it's not really a shot at Mitch Trubisky. It's just like you you you're not worth trading up to the second pick to go get. Like, right. and, and I just and and I I have that consensus. I've said that time and time again. You weren't worth trading up. And and that that is Chicago's fault. That is the organization's fault for for making those expectations so high. Um, and all of these draft draft uh, experts, uh, air mm-hmm. quotes there, because all of them had Mitch Trubisky at the top of their big boards. If you go back to the 2017 draft boards, but pre-draft, you'll see a lot of people had Mitch Trubisky as the number one quarterback back then, and. And it was consensus. It was like across the board. I think only like one or two people had the sense to say it was Deshaun Watson at the time. And nobody had Pat Mahomes anywhere near the top uh, right. with the quarterbacks. So that was literally that was strictly a Kansas City thing. Yeah. Um. So that that's just one thing. And it is in the way that he came out and just came and was saying that Andy Dalton was the number one guy and he's our QB one. It just really was getting on my nerves because I'm like, dude, really. Like this is the big splash that you're talking about. This is what you were. This is the home run that that you were talking about. I know it's not. I know you struck out with Russell Wilson. Just say it. It didn't work out. We had to go get the next guy, right? And and, and we can leave it at that, or just say we're we're still working on something. We we're, we'll see what we can do in the draft for now. Whatever you want to say, but don't just lie to my face and say that he's he's the QB one. That that's one thing that I had an issue with. But back to Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. We have him. Great pick. We got our quarterback. I'm still not over it. I still don't know if it's real or not. I, this still could be a dream to me. But the other thing that I have an issue with, the, the way that this has been covered, is everybody's talking about how much we gave up to go get Justin Fields. I feel like for nine, we jumped up nine spots in the very first round of the NFL draft where there is two highly touted um QB prospects available. That mm-hmm. should cost a ton to move up that far. I know it's still we're outside of the top ten and what have you, but the prospects that are there are very, very valuable. So we give up a first round in twenty twenty two, a fourth round in twenty twenty two, and a fifth round in twenty twenty one. And we swap then they get our first round this year. We swapped the the picks. Swap first. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm okay taking two first round picks to go get the second best guy in this draft. Who coming into out outside of the NCAA season, uh, he was one A one B with Trevor Lawrence. Exactly. And what exactly were we going to end up paying when it was all said and done for like a Russell Wilson? Yeah. I I'll take it. You know, a cheaper. A cheaper version, arguably a cheaper version of a Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. um, Deshaun Watson type anyway. So, like I said, you know, as, as I was kidding, you know, kind of 
messing around yesterday watching it while we were sitting on the couch and I'm just like, man, we dude, we 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 sitting here with oh man, I mean Russell Watson over here. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Deshaun Wilson. Deshaun Wilson, you know. <laughs> I'm like, we I I man, I think we on to something here, you know, and call it I don't I can care less if mainstream even catches up to this. this yeah. At this because at this point I'm like Let's go mini camps. Let's go OTAs. Let's just get started. Let's, let's get go let's September. go to work. Let's, let's go. go to work. I want week one because now. <laughs> I'm ready to show. You know what? I'll take what we got against the field at this point because I'm like, you say what you want to say, Nate says. I'm gonna just take. I'm gonna go with this guy because bottom line is he's once again. If I, I, I don't say nothing else, I don't. No one really likes what Ryan Page did in this offseason collectively. Yeah. However. We can it I think it's fair to say everything he has done from the first move to this to these last to these draft to the last draft pick has just been upgraded moves all the way through. You know, it just everything he's done, <laughs> he's built off of it. It's yeah. been some bad stuff, but it's getting a little bit better each time. But this is a lot better. Yeah. And then, um, the only thing that I didn't like is that we had to let go of Kyle Fuller, and I talked about that before. Mm-hmm. I really like Kyle Fuller. I think that he's a fantastic corner. I think he he's he's a solid number one guy to go against man to man against your best guy. Obviously, we have to go against Devontae Adams twice a year, so he gets burned a, a little bit on him. But freaking Devontae Adams, right? Uh, he burns everybody. Um, so that, that's one thing. Uh, but we do have Jalen Johnson still that the rookie and he was a rookie. He's going into a second season. Now I do really like him. I think our defense is it's our front seven still fantastic. still one of the top five, uh, front sevens in the, in the NFL Mm -hmm. DBs a little bit more lackluster, but when you, when you're getting after the quarterback, when you're hitting that dude, we're going to be just fine there. I'm not too worried about it. And then. And we still have Eddie Jackson as a DB, so again, right. not too worried about it. Um, and then on the offensive side, we needed to do specifically get a quarterback, fix the offensive line. One, two, did it. Like, and granted, we still have some guys on the interior that we need to upgrade mm-hmm. and, and get that stuff figured out. We did get rid of Bobby Massey, uh, and now we've just replaced him uh, with, with uh, Tevin Jenkins as well. So that's a huge, huge upgrade there. Mm-hmm. I really like that move. And I know Charles Leno, he's on the last year of his contract on, on the left side. I haven't been completely thrilled with the way that he's played over the last few years anyway. So we can go and fix that offensive line through the draft, through uh, free agency, and, and just getting these guys uh, off the market. Mm-hmm. We'll, we can figure that out. We've got our guy, though. The, my philosophy for building an NFL team, get your quarterback, protect yours. It's get a quarterback, protect yours, and go after theirs. We already have go after theirs and get a quarterback. Like right. We just need a part two in protecting ours now, and, and I feel like we already have a solid team that is playoff. I think we're going to be in the playoffs every year dependent on how we develop Justin Fields once and he's he's a starting QB in the NFL for sure it's just a matter of how quickly we can get him up to speed and ready for the NFL action once he starts there and and once we get him there he's out there on the field I think every single game every single rep he's just going to be getting better and better and better because he is very smart he is very intelligent he he knows how to read defenses He's not like Mitch Trubisky where he's he's scared to make that decision, he's scared to make that throw. He'll make his read. He'll get the ball out. Mm-hmm. Plus, you got Matt Nagy with his way of calling up plays. I'd like to see how, how he can use Justin Fields in his offense and, and actually use a guy that is mobile who actually can 
throw the freaking ball. Right. So with all of that being said, I think Chicago is set up for light years, especially because the division now looks like Aaron Rodgers not, might not even be there anymore. <laughs> that's the other oh, thing. Oh, man. The competition's about to get, uh, hopefully, is about to get way easier. Ian, that's kind of, yeah. Yesterday was like Christmas. <laughs> you, you woke up like, what's going on? <laughs> like, what What in the world did I wake up to? Like, Aaron Rodgers has said, what? And he's do, doing what? And, I mean, the man, I mean, come, let's look at this for what it is. You know, because, I mean, because at first, on, on, on just on face value, when I first, when I first, First heard this information. First thing came to my mind I was like, "Hey, he's going to Russell Wilson. He's just over here, like oh, I just want out of here." And then, but as I woke up, and it took me only a couple minutes, I started thinking, "Like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This man ain't uttered a mumbling word outside of the grumblings. We already, you know, he showed his displeasure from last year's draft. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. He played through it. He even spitefully won the MVP, MVP to show you up. It's ridiculous, and, you know. And then he waits." Draft day. <laughs> I think that that was calculated. Exactly. That's where I was going with that. You you don't say nothing till the day of the draft and be like, yeah, I'm just gonna leak this to, to someone, somebody in the in the organization, you know. And which is funny how they're keeping it um, how they're trying to keep it um, 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 confidential as to who he talked to. Like, come on, like <laughs> it it didn't matter who it is because he was gonna make sure he talked to somebody that was gonna talk to somebody else to yeah. make sure this came out. He didn't talk just for hey. By the way. I'm just saying, you here got some stuff on my mind. I just wanted to share this with you. Keep this between us. That did not happen. I'm sharing. He went this. on the record. Just I'm sharing <laughs> this. Probably gave him a, put his hand on his shoulder, gave him a wink, or gave him the look. Do what you got to go do, bro. This is some information. This is where I'm at. You do what you got to go do. I'm gonna go do what I got to <laughs> go do. And that was the end of it. And before you know it, we waking up on draft day, talking about Aaron Rodgers. You know, doesn't want to be. Don't want to be back. Then you, it goes further. Doesn't of course, plan to be back. Doesn't plan to be back. Then about the end, about almost about the close of the draft. Hey, some people he's, like, he's not even coming back. Like, yeah. okay, it all sounds great to me, but I mean, <laughs> but nothing has confirmed any of it outside of he's disgruntled. Well, he's been disgruntled for the last year, so yeah. I'm like, that's nothing new. Last but, three years, he's been pissed right. ever since that last year with Mike McCarthy. He has been very frustrated because this is the thing that that i think kind of put it over the top for me is that it wasn't just the fact that they drafted a successor it wasn't just the fact that they didn't even come to him and tell him that they were going to Mm -hmm. it's not just the fact that they haven't picked an offensive weapon uh in the first round in over 10 years uh it's not fact it's not just the fact that the first offensive guy that they go after is his successor in 10 years (laughs) so like it's not just all of that when, even when it was with Mike McCarthy and they were they they had issues with the, with him mm-hmm. and he he couldn't get along with them anymore he couldn't make it work with them anymore. Once they fired him, he went to the front office and told them, "Hey, this is what I want. Like this is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Like I I know you guys don't have to do what I say, and, and and I'm not trying to overstep my bounds here or anything like that. But hey, this is what I'm seeing out there. Like th- this is what I think would really help us get us over that hump, get us past that that NFC championship." And they just basically were like, yeah, bro, go play football. Like, waved him off. Right. And it all started there. It's just a lack of respect for and, – and to me, I'm a Bears fan. I have so much respect for Aaron Rodgers. This dude's going to be a Hall of Famer. And, and even with just that one championship, he is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. Like, 
hip, bar none. And I won't have don't any have issues to, with you don't him being a first You don't have to win titles to be in the yeah. Hall of Fame. You know. so at the end of the day, I'm looking at it like this dude, the fact that, and this is funny because Chicago finally has done something in a better fashion, in a more respectable fashion than the Green Bay organization has. Because they did the thing that they that Green Bay was supposed to do last year when they went to go draft uh, Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Instead of just doing it behind his back, not giving him any fair warning, they actually sat down with Andy Dalton and said, hey, we gave you this contract. You're our QB1. We want to start you this season, but we are drafting our future. We're going after Justin Fields. We're going to go make this move. Right. Don't worry about it. You still are going to be – we're planning on putting you out there day one. Mm-hmm. You ha- you're going to have your shot. But, hey, we're, we got to do what we got to do what's best for the team. And that's and he said respectfully, cool, go do like I'm only on a one year deal. Go do what you got to go do. Right. And Aaron Rodgers, you don't think he's going to be this class personified dude that's just going to be like, hey, I understand it. Like, I get it. I'm 38. What? what however old he is now. 36, 37. Um, but I get it. Go do what you got to go do. Like, just give me that fair warning. Don't let me go out and be on TV and then get shocked in the middle of the draft seeing that you guys pick somebody that you guys didn't even give me fair warning about. Right. Making me look dumb on TV. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, what are we doing here? Right. What is with this organization? Like, this organization has had, they have been drunk with riches for way too long, and they have this weird power complex, I feel. <laughs> Say more. I mean, you you've been you 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 went from back to back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You went from Brett Favre for however long mm-hmm. to having Aaron Rodgers for so freaking long. <laughs> like, come on, like how does that happen? And you've had this success for so long, just completely crapping on this division like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Time in, time out, always in the freaking uh in in the, in the playoffs, always upsetting somebody within the division in mm-hmm. the playoffs like you've been doing this over and over again and you just got used to it and and, and the more you settled into it the, the 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 easier you felt you could do whatever you wanted but as an organization and it's also a, a, a kind of a proponent to them not having an owner mm-hmm. they don't have anybody who's kind of helming the ship over there like it, it, they just don't have any clear direction and you got Brian Gutekunst over there making all the decisions and this is what he's been doing for the last four years. Nothing. <laughs> and they keep getting the NFC Championship game and keep getting beat. Well, I'm fortunately you, you preaching to a uh, to an audience that I don't care. <laughs> I, mean, I hear you. I know this is for the, for the, for the podcast. I, mean, I, I hear really you. mainly about just the, the division as a whole. Like, right. it, and, and this is going to allow Chicago with – arguably the highest potential quarterback as it stands. I think so. <laughs> Come on. If Aaron Rodgers is gone, it's well, Justin Fields. No, no. I, I well, I mean, there's, there's, there's still a few, not to put the cart before the horse. We, we still, I mean, we don't know exactly just I, like yet. Like I said, potential. Right. I was going to say, yeah, we don't know whether or not they're going to, which, 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 which model they're going to go with. In this next year, are they going to just let the man sit and learn, or are they going to actually eventually put him out there midseason, or just let him, or are they just going to, he's going to be the flat out starter right from the beginning? Because 
I call that the Russell Wilson model. And the, or we can do the Patrick Mahomes model. Or we can do the Bears model, where it's just at, at first signs, we just this guy's gonna be called up. It could be week four. I, I hopefully that's they don't go that one. I don't I don't want the middle of the road one at all. I'm even with that one, I'm okay with because if you're not ready day one, you're not ready day one, and I don't want you to go out there and shoot your confidence. Like I, if you're not ready to go out there week one, don't go out there week one. Like right. I, that's I'm okay with that. And I know again, this is what I was saying. There's gonna be a learning curve for him. He's gonna. That's the only thing with Justin Fields to me is is that he's got all this talent. Now we just gotta translate it to the NFL game. How long is it gonna take for him to get to there? Right. And so, that's where I'm at with it. Where I'm just like, okay, if it's not week one, Andy Dalton, let's go. Go out there, do do what you gotta do. And just give however much time Justin Fields needs, however much time. We hit week six and he's ready to go. Let's go beat up on Detroit in week six. I don't care. Like, let's right. do it. Like, I don't care. Like, it, like go put him in. I'm, I'm going to be excited to see him at whatever point. Like, I, like for me, like, it doesn't matter. Just do do the right thing. Don't put him out there if he's not ready. Right. So and 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 like and don't hold him off on the field if he is ready. Like that that's where I'm at. Just like I don't care if you do do the bear I guess the quote unquote bears thing, where you kind of <laughs> split time and and maybe half the season because that because that's that would be the Deshaun Watson model if you remember they went out there with Tom freaking Savage at the beginning of that season, and you had was DeAndre that, Hopkins. Was that for the first week though? No, it's for like the first three or four weeks. Sean Watson didn't games. play until maybe two weeks. I I, I don't remember playing. Uh, I think because because I think when Tom Savage went down, it might have been week three. Tom Savage went down and it, with that concussion or whatever, mm-hmm. then they put Deshaun Watson in. Okay, so that that would be a fine model for me to for me to see. Like I wouldn't have any issues with that. Eh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I maybe I'm just being a little more more overprotective only because. I really want them to protect his asset. I, I, I guess I'm reserved to. I'm cool if he sits for one year, only because yeah, I'm cool with that too. Because they secured him, I'm good. I don't really care what the Bears do next year. At now that they secured this guy, like yeah, that's cool. I'm looking big picture. Whatever keeps this guy around for the longest amount of years, meaning if he has to sit the first year, again, I'm good with the Patrick Mahomes model. Yeah, that's that's the reason which I, like, which I, I don't have a problem with. With that being said, I'll see you in week 17. You know, but <laughs> you know, or some week sixteen, whatever the last couple games of the season. It's just like you're saying, if he's not ready, please do not throw this guy out because you all feel I have to save my job and I need to put him out here now. If that's he's the not thing ready, I'm I don't scared. feel like that is going to save the job, and that's what I. That's why I'm like, okay, like if he's not ready, he's not ready. Let's go, Andy Dalton, do your thing. Go, I, I, go earn I, I your next contract. I just think that's what makes it tr- tricky for decision making from from above because I, I really we really don't know what the stipulations is going on between oh how much rope Ryan Pace or Matt Nagy have at this time. Uh, we know it's short, but we don't know <laughs> if it's timeout because we thought it was short last year. I, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that's my point. You're like shortish, you know, what we just really don't know. Like the lady is is you know it's like one of those retractable leashes. It's just yeah. it just you know, it retracts, it, it extends, it goes, retracts again. We don't, we, no one knows where it really is. But w- as long as they're making positive moves and it's not um, to the detriment of the team, I think their jobs are safe in the meantime. Yeah. But, yeah, with that, that just, 
I'm speculating around under that context where I know what we're talking about, but that always is looming. Like, what really, what what's really going to influence that decision making? You know, going yeah. forward, they go for this season and do they rush this guy or do they get overly cautious with this guy or do they even get careless with this? You know, and it's just like because I listened to some of the, the negative feedback about you know mm-hmm. Justin Fields because I needed to hear their point of view. Certain elements, there was some shred of truth in there based yeah. on history, and I get that. And, that, and that's why right now I'm, I had to not, I can't ignore that either. Like, but I'm not gonna go in hard like on some of these guys. They just was, just, oh, they're just completely down on the pick. I'm like, no, I'm like, uh, not down at all. You know, there's no. pros and cons to every pick of here. I mean, the Trevor Lawrence, there, there are cons to Trevor Lawrence people, even even picking them at one. Yeah. You know, therefore, there's gonna be pros and cons for every single player that got drafted. Um, or get, going to get drafted over this weekend. Yeah. With that being said, yeah, that's it. Just it just remains to be seen. Which you know, which is why I can't wait to get started because I'm like, okay, we obviously got a quarterback competition. It's three guys, but it's a two team race. Yeah. I, do, do, I, if you want to say it's a race, <laughs> get Nick Foles out of here. Like he, he oh, needs to just sit there. Right. And I mean, you sit there and you say, hey, this is what happened in Philadelphia this this week. This is what I saw on the field that that time, and and outside of that, you go sh- sit your butt down there on that bench. You're not seeing the light of day. It is Andy okay. Dalton, and it is Justin Fields. Oh, I do I not want to ever Nick see Nick Foles, Foles in a Bears uniform again. Needs to be and should be. I mean, if he's going to be on an active roster, that he should be basically Matt Nagy's right hand man. You know, man, he's gonna, he, he man should needs be the, water. The quasi, you just the quasi quarterback coach, right? You just had a headset on, just like Nagy. Had a clipboard, just like Nagy. Hand. You don't back. even dress. You're you're in you're in your sweats. You're in your warm ups. <laughs> He's like, you're not playing ever again. No, I never. You're not stepping foot to can't take a snap a, under he, center. He, he can't even get a playoff. I mean, he can't even get a preseason game. Nope. Man, that's <laughs> rough. There's rough day, man. It's tough times for for Nick Foles. I tell you, tough yes, times. Yes, I am not a Nick Foles apologist. I'm just. You know playing what? Playing quasi devil's advocate right here. Just you know what? Him. I take that back. He can. He he's going to be the the punching bag for all those defensive players that 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 are trying to get a job. Let I, him be that guy. I guess when they <laughs> let him come out there in his jersey and they're like, "Where's my red shirt? You nope. get no red shirt. <laughs> you you sir, you're going out there. We they, they we, need live game action. We need yeah. We need to simulate <laughs> you know <laughs> real life game 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 speed. You know all of that." <laughs> So this sorry, is your Nick punishment Foles. for all that BS last year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's he had his chance. We pretty much everyone, every any any self respect in Chicago Bears fan was just we're moving. We've we've been, we moved on ages ago with you, dude. We're moving on. So what, once Mitch Trubisky had a better second half of the season than he had that six game losing streak that we had in the middle of the season, I was like, okay, the fact that you made me like Mitch Trubisky for even a shred of a game. You can kick rocks, bud. That's that's <laughs> and that's it, it, only a Bears fan would understand that. That where it's like that's it's that's a toxic thing. Which you think that sounds good, but it's really it's really a bad situation. That's a horrible know. situation. It's really bad. It's really bad. And and no and no disrespect to Mister Trubisky, man. You know you you did what you could with what you had. We get it. Thank and, you for your service. And I will say also, you were Mister Trubisky. You were drafted in a horrible situation. But I will say thank you, Mister Trubisky, because. You didn't play so horribly over these last two seasons. We wouldn't have the opportunity to go get uh, Justin Fields right now. So I do appreciate you for that. <laughs> Thanks a lot, buddy. Thank you. And, hey, good luck to you down in Buffalo, or up in Buffalo for that well, matter. You know, I mean, and he's 
a part of the process of him going on to whatever the new franchise is going to be. He gets to sit for a year. And, you know, we, well, we want to say, okay, for anybody like, well, the Jameis Winston model, you know? <laughs> so he just, he gets and, to and go it's kind of like and learn. That. Yeah. yeah you and know, especially because I forget who, the, is it Ryan Dable up there um, in Buffalo? I believe so. Yeah. Whoever it is, the offensive coordinator up there, he, he, whatever he did with Josh Allen, he needs to learn what the heck happened there because that is literally what Mitch Trubisky needs. Right. So that that is a perfect situation for him up there. And there are going to be some jobs opening up next year. Like, there's going to be a Pittsburgh job open. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, that's a... That's New England. A, a new, well, well, I guess I got Mac got Jones Mac now. Jones. Yeah. I, I don't see, see New England. Uh, just, um, I mean, possibly in New Orleans. You, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. We have no idea what's coming from that. Tennessee, you know, it's... What you know? It, it will will Tannehill still be lighting it up? Um, will they be looking to move on to another guy? Um, question marks for Denver. We just don't know. Oh, and that's <laughs> we'll get to that oh, uh, at a different time. Come back to that, but yeah, yeah. Um, but let's let's move to round two. Okay, let's, let's, let's talk about Tevin Jenkins for a minute here. Man, what a home run of these just two back to back picks. They just killed it. Because you got another first-round talent at offensive tackle in Tevin Jenkins yes. early in the second round. Yes, so they, they move up, I mean, from 20 to seven, seven um, in, in the second. Somewhere, uh, six no, seven. I think you got it right. I think it was seven. Yeah. From 20 to seven in the, in the, yeah, in the, in the second round. Um, basically, almost still in the page out of out, out of out of draft night from last night, and they go out and get the other guy, the guy that needs to protect the guy that they got the night before. So, we we uh the Bears put together a nice little combo pack here for the uh, <laughs> for the for the draft. We we basically I feel they killed it in the first two rounds, and now we get to sit and rest for the next two two rounds because hey, I, the Bears took care of business. I mean, and we still have three six-round picks where we can trade up into the fourth or fifth round if we wanted to. Right, if we could like, snag a fourth-rounder. I mean, because Bears still need to look at corner, you know. Yeah, we, and we that's the that. biggest thing is that we still need defensive back help for sure. Like, that is one of the big – and this, it's funny because that's the exact same situation uh, Kansas City's in. Yes. Where they, like, they're, they're your biggest glaring need is defensive back right now. Yeah, and, and they just keep drafting around. <laughs> oh, and the Bears are not drafting around it technically. Kansas City is kind of. Yes. For whatever, re- but I guess Kansas City just did not see who they wanted. To I see. just thought that was a Back funny parallel. Bears, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going off into the Kansas City thing. Right yeah, now. and we'll get into that on next Tuesday. Yeah, uh, so definitely be stay tuned for that. We will have a full draft synopsis about all this. There's a lot of stuff to talk about in the draft. Yes, uh, and there's still stuff happening. I'm literally watching the draft as we're recording right now. So the, what, are, what are we missing? Just as an update, uh, Vikings are up right now. Their pick is in. He's reading it, but okay, yeah. But nothing major, really, uh, that's happened in the third round yet so far. Okay. Chaz Surratt, linebacker okay. North Carolina, goes to Minnesota. Got it. Yeah, but back to the Bears. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this Tevin Jenkins thing is like, again, my whole philosophy for building a team, get a quarterback, protect yours, Tevin Jenkins, go after theirs. We already have our front seven. To, to absolutely light up anybody's offensive line in the league right now. So, man, I think that, that was a home run uh, of a pick. Tevin Jenkins, I, I 
I, I do have obviously tackles rated above him, Penny Sewell, Rashawn Slater, Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, but he is up there. He was what a part of my kind of like my, my second tier, um, uh, offensive lineman in this draft. So I definitely like the pick. I definitely, it, as you said, it, it, it fits a need and we got him at fantastic value. I have our first, uh, a first round pick and Justin Fields graded as an A plus 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 uh or grade right there. And then I have this as an A plus grade for this pick as well, because I mean this is a home run. Again, fits need and you got fantastic value at this pick. Absolutely. I I <clears throat> I, I won't even add anything to that. I agree with that one hundred percent. Like it's best bears draft ever. Oh, I'm just gonna say that I'm thinking back. I don't even think I need to think hard. I was like, why am I wasting my time? This is hands down the best draft the Bears organization. And it's not even done. It's, just, it's not over. We still have we still have four more rounds, people. You know, Watch right? us trade and get uh Tevon Morig from <laughs> from an Oakland. Get the best uh, safety. Oh yeah, because you know Oakland's just holding it for us anyway. <laughs> We're just swapping players anyway, you know, as our you know, quasi farm <laughs> system team over there. Exactly. No. So, oh man. Um, okay, with the cornerback thing. Yeah. I know they got low draft picks, so I'm sitting over here scribbling trying to scramble and I I had to go round back and um run back and look back at the free agency market as well. I know we're talking draft, this is almost, you know, kind of kind of kind of um uh, taboo to even go there, but um just based on the fact that I'm not exactly sure what they will find at 5 if they don't trade up, but of of no that's of any type of impactful note for Chicago next year. Um, that's why I went back looking at in a free agency. Few veteran um, cornerbacks out there that just could possibly, maybe entice to want to come over to Chicago now. And that's starting. I mean, there's you know there's Richard Sherman still sitting out there. That was one of the ones that I was thinking about. I'm like I'm sitting there. I don't know if he wants to go back to a cold weather state. Right. Uh, in Chicago, it is a big city though. It is a it is a real nice market to live in. It's right, I mean, you're right off Lakeshore Drive. You 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 live in. I mean, you have to be up in uh, what's it called? Uh, where's the training facility at? Oh, oh man, what, is that Evanston? <laughs> that fort further north. Uh, nah, I'm I'm drawing a blank because I'm thinking about the Bulls and that was in Deerfield. Yeah, okay. Deerfield. <laughs> no, so, uh, not there. But I know it's up north. So uh, I know exactly. I yeah. don't. Yeah, up there. Yeah, <laughs> up there in Illinois. Yeah, I mean, we're Bears fans still, people. We just, just too much. We just live in Minnesota. Over, we, we information could. overload too. That's just too much information going in. No, but like you were saying, though, like in Richard Sherman, I don't know if he would want to come to another cold weather side. I know he's been in San Francisco for what four years, three years now. Uh, but man, if you're looking at a bona fide, like just solid situation where you can come and plug and play, I I don't even care that he he doesn't really. He's not as fast as he used to be, or don't need to be. But I think, man, his veteran leadership would definitely go a long and way. And him just mentoring—that's what I'm getting at, uh, like, man. Jalen Johnson, he's a coach oh on the field. God, that's what I'm saying. And I mean, I had a short list. He's the number one guy on my list. I like but that I mean, a lot. Then we got a Josh Norman. I, yeah, I know some people are a little sour on him, but I'm talking about it's an upgrade. Is I'm saying, dude, <laughs> can you find a rookie that's better than the guys I'm about to name? It's really yeah. what it come down to. If you if the answer is yes. Let's have a conversation. If the yeah. answer is no, just take the list for what it is. Yeah. That, you know, it's kind of one of those things. And the other one is Br- Brashard Breland from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, pr- 
I don't. It wasn't around when Nagy was there. But bottom line is, they both came from the same organization. There will be some commonalities. There, you know, I don't think he will be hard to. Um, not that Matt Nagy is actually running the defense, but yeah. <laughs> per se. But but with that being, I don't know if he would. It would be a hard transition for him. It, I think it would probably be more smoother than than not. So, but that was my short list. Those the three. I think prime possibilities for 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 uh, Chicago post draft. You know, mm-hmm. if they don't, then they can go find a rookie. I don't have a problem with that, but I don't know if a rookie at this stage, at the stage of where they're going to be picking, is going to be um, week one ready. And yeah, around that PFF. I mean, I, I'm looking at 130 and below. Uh, we're basically looking at Sean Wade out of Ohio State, Marco Wilson out of Florida. Uh, Syracuse, uh, Trill Williams, Robert Rochelle from UCA, um, DJ Daniel from Georgia. Do kind, of, I do like him. I did have him graded pretty high. Um, I, I think one forty five is kind of low, <laughs> but uh, neither here nor there. Um, got Kerry Vincent Jr. from LSU, Elijah Griffin from USC. Like you say, Sean Wade earlier. Yeah, Sean Wade from Ohio State. I don't think he'll be around by the fifth. I, I don't. I'm saying one thirty and below. It just, just in right. case. Cause I mean, we've seen some weird stuff in the first round where a lot of guys with really good value started sliding, and I think that's going to continue later down the line. Uh, just the way that the the draft has been playing out so far. Um Because right. a lot of guys from like the third round talent went in. It third round talent in my eyes went in the first round. Okay. So I'm just like, hey, anything can happen. The way that people are picking, like, freaking Raiders as they're up right now. Uh, right. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, continuing down the list, I mean, Cameron Bynum, uh, Shakur Brown, Radarius Williams, Israel, uh, Israel um, I can't say his name, uh, <laughs> Bryce Thompson, Zeke McPherson, uh, Mark Gilbert, Duke, uh, and then you're getting to to some some like seventh round talent, Antonio yeah, Phillips, like, Jason Pinnock. You on the back end, yeah. Well, that's where we are. So, right. <laughs> well, that's true. Or that's... and that that's the other thing. I mean, we can go with these guys, or with you're talking about Sean Wade from Ohio State. We could try to trade up into the fourth round with our six round picks and try to get somebody there. And we also do have uh, Carolina's fifth round pick, so we could try to trade up right. uh, and, and get a fourth rounder and, and and go get one of these guys. That to me though. Anybody that you're picking fourth round and below is a little bit of a project, right? Whether it's a one year, two year thing, it's just like hey, that's what I'm getting. It's a little bit of a project. It might be just a pick, and they might have to use it just as that, which is where. So I like those guys a lot more. That's that's what I was getting at. Like you can get somebody in the draft, great, but you might end up needing to at least do your due diligence. There's quite a few free agent cornerbacks that's out there. I was just taking just some notable three that I was like, oh, I think these three can immediately impact you know, Chicago's team, you know, day one, yeah. but we shall see. Um, but we, just, but I think it was a note to say what has, what the need is at this point. And I'm a, I think I speak for all Bears fans when I'm saying it is a relief to be able to finally live a day and live in a world where I can, and we can, and anyone can finally say the Bears do not need to address quarterback. No point in time in history can anyone have ever said that in regards to the Chicago Bears, and we are living in those times now. Well, and and, and the other thing is that it, it 
to me, I'm about to turn 23. <laughs> In my I 23 years so worth of living, <laughs> it is always, any time that I go and start doing draft analysis, Chicago's number one need is freaking quarterback. Never in my life have I not seen quarterback on that list until now. Like this is insane to me. You 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 want you want to know what this is the, the equivalency of this is? This is this is this is right after the Battle of the Bastards on Game of Thrones, and we finally after five six seasons finally got to see that Wolf Banner yeah. drop. And it was like that was a championship banner if, <laughs> moment. If they were ever okay, you all know of Game of Thrones. You know yeah. what I'm talking about. People look at me crazy. Spoiler alert! You know, spoiler alert! No. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was that. It was that moment right there. It was that. that was a. Cha- it was a, a championship moment for us, and no championship was won. But for any Bears fan, this was a championship. This you know, like, like this. I again, like like I said at the top of the show. I still don't know if this is real yet. Like I don't know. Like I, I feel like one of the, at some point I'm about to wake up and be. I'm gonna be honestly crying. Like I just like all I'm saying is we started, we started the whole free agency period with with I mean the, the surprise of the lifetime of hey, there's a Deshaun Watson and a Russell Wilson, which by the way have no, named your team as a possible destination spot and 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 from the possibilities of the, of a Deshaun Watson or, or recovering a Deshaun Watson 4 years later as well as the possibility of a uh, Russell Wilson just falling into Chicago's laps has and with even whether that manifested or not and it still morphed all the way to tonight and today a Justin Fields mm mm-hmm. A prototype of these guys. I mean, if he for any Bears fan, it don't get much more exciting than this. Like, I mean, yeah, you want to talk about roller coaster? Oh my god! That, I mean, it's been Dude. insane for me. And and, and, the, and the funny thing is, that the Bears aren't even your first team. No, like not at all. Kansas City is your first team, and you are reveling in the fact that you have a championship. You are favorites to win a championship year mm-hmm. in year out for the last four years. And it's completely on the back burner right now. <laughs> yeah, like, not even that exciting. Like that's fine. That'll take care of itself next <laughs> in, in September. We'll get back to that in September. <laughs> that ain't going nowhere. That's taken care of. Over here. Oh man, this is the stepchild that just was neglected and just kept no, keep missing but the school bus. This has been bus. my baby for so long, <laughs> and he keeps missing the school bus, and he can't get there on time, and he's still walking to school. And oh you, my god, man! Keep getting yes. calls from the principal. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, I'm a Bears fan, but I mean, yeah, that they my number two yeah. team, but I mean, but man, we talk. Okay, but I've been just sitting I've been here waiting for this. All this. You yeah, said twenty three years. I've been waiting forty. Th- well, not forty three, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, the Bears won the Super Bowl when I was nine. Take that. And for you what got to see Jim McMahon, and, and that's another thing. Yes. ESPN, shut the hell up. It has not been seventy years since we've had a quarterback. Jim McMahon was the real freaking deal, and I am tired. Of, and, and 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 any other Bears fans, I feel like, and some Bears fans don't agree with me on this, and and, and that actually honestly frustrates me what, because what era are they from? I 
I, I don't even ask because I'm just like, you're not a real Bears fan. Because you, if you don't know how good Jim McMahon actually was, when I didn't even get to physically watch Jim McMahon, I have to go back and, and look at YouTube highlights, go watch that uh, ESPN 30 for 30 mm-hmm. on the 85 beers and, and actually watch how he played. Jim McMahon was the real freaking deal. That dude was so good. Yes, he's not the greatest quarterback of all time, but that is to me, a franchise quarterback that has un- unfortunately got hampered with injuries towards the end of his career. You know who he was like, minus the injuries, because yeah. he just just got injured a lot. But when he did play, and this is for real, and I, I and, and p- listeners, please challenge me on this. If you got something better, write in the comments. Please, I, I'm, I'm, I'm asking yeah. and inviting you for this. He he literally was like Steve Young. That's how good he was. He was so good. He like you don't I don't think people understand it because even with that season, the plays that he was making, the hits that he was taking, this is in the midst of the just the 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 greatest defenses of all time are just teeing off on this dude. Mm-hmm. And nobody's really focused on him because we had Walter Pay- Payton and we had the greatest defense of all time. And nobody talks about Jim McMahon with the 85 beers. And I'm like, and not even just the 85 beers, 84, 86. The, he was so good. He was continuously, I, I know 84, I think, was the year that he was injured. Uh, 83 then. Like, he... He played nine games in 84. Oh, yeah. So even half that season, he was playing fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just quit with this just absolute blasphemy that Chicago hasn't had a quarterback in 70 years. The last quarterback that we had was Sid Luckman. Stop it. Just just stop it. It, it is the most infuriating conversation that we have because, first of all, you're not real Bears fans. You're, you're, you're not telling the truth. And, and, that, <laughs> and that also goes back to 2017 when we drafted Mitch Trubisky. You're mm-hmm. not telling the real freaking story. Stop it. Right. It is in, in completely infuriating because this team is not as as broken an organization as they keep they keep trying to make us out to be. Yes, we've made some bad choices over the last <laughs> twenty years, thirty years, forty years. Yeah, but every franchise has. Jacksonville is in shambles. New York Jets are in shambles. I mean, look at Atlanta right now, and I'll, I'll get into that on Tuesday. Atlanta is Cincinnati. The the decision making right now no. is horrible. No, let me get into the drought teams: Cleveland, Minnesota. Yeah, you know. Uh, Arizona, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's badly. It's just like, man, you let you listen to someone, you listen to some of these sports talks talk about Chicago. You swear they're the worst franchise ever of all time. You know, hands down, for the last fifty years they did nothing. That's not true. You know, you want something that so I'll give you a team that did nothing for fifty years in Chicago, and it wasn't the Bears, but the Cubs. You know, <laughs> at some point. So you know, again. You know, it's kind of one of those. Don't put your mouth on things you don't know what you're talking about. You know, sometimes some things are just meant for certain things. In this case, Chicago sports maybe need to be left to Chicago fans to talk about because sometimes the outside views are so critical, so off base, so it, missing the not mark. Not even that. It's just because it, I feel like this is a strictly Chicago Bears issue because I don't see that. Because everybody, I, I do agree. Uh, Chicago Bulls. That is a freaking organization in shambles right now. Until they, I mean, the Nick Vucevic trade was nice and all that, and yeah, well, I'll get into that later. But it, translating to wins, exactly. <laughs> and, and so, like, yes, that was a nice first step, but you got a lot more to do. Oh my God, White Sox, you've got a nice little farm system that you're starting to grow here. 
but you got a lot of work to freaking do. How long it took them to even get to this point of having that farm? Exactly, because we were in a real bad state, especially just four years ago when Chicago or when the Cubs went out and won the World Series. Chicago was not anywhere near figuring that that crap out. No, <laughs> like come on, like, let's not get that. That it's a completely different situation. Chicago Blackhawks, that team has completely regressed since our our dynasty kind of era back in the 2010s like yeah, that San Antonio Spurs run yeah <laughs> we, we've completely regressed we I'm pretty sure we didn't make the playoffs this year like it, it it's been in a real bad way for a little while for the last few seasons so again we need to and I feel like this is a strictly Chicago Bears issue where we're getting ragged on in a way that We'll we'll give credit where it's due for for the Bulls. We'll give credit where it's due for for the White Sox or the Cubs or or whoever else for at any time. We'll give we'll give credit. But when it comes to the Bears, no, they're just the, the they're just the doormat of the league. Like we just need somebody to talk crap about. Uh Bears fans won't care. Let, let let's go let's go talk talk crap about them. Like no, I'm gonna challenge you on that because you clearly don't know what you're talking about. You just have to say something to go get your clicks and whatnot, and and you're just using us a, a, as the way to get that. Right, and it's very frustrating because we're, we're. I honestly feel like the, the the Chicago Bears are not the worst run franchise in the NFL right now. Look, granted, we were talking about Deshaun Watson. Look at Houston right now. Yeah, uh, you talk that that franchise is uh, <laughs> a mess. To and I'm I'm oversimplifying. It's a complete mess right now. Um. That's just one of many. We don't. I don't want to be spending too much time on yeah. Houston at all. But Houston's Houston probably has the worst situation going into the season right now. Um, I can't think of any team that's going has a worse scenario right now. Than it would have been Chicago if we didn't get a even pre no in, in yeah that's, even pre draft. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, but with the, when you mount on the Deshaun Watson thing, that's just overwhelmingly it's horrible. That's I'm sorry because I mean because if Deshaun Watson is there. Fine, but then they still had a, a plethora of issues to deal with on the offensive end and defensive end, which I was getting to <laughs> as well. But yeah, when you add him into the mix, I'm sorry that that by far is the worst situation right now. Um, now him coming back and things got you know, whatever it worked itself out and he's back, great. Not probably gonna happen. Doesn't seem like that's realistically gonna happen in the timetable before the start of the season. So, but we you know. There's a long summer. We'll, that that remains to be seen. But right as of right now, yeah, I still say that's the best. That's the worst situation that's going on right yeah. now in the league. So, um, I mean, we could still go down a list, team by team by team, and and you know, and and just still find a plethora of more teams. I mean, yeah. granted, hell, it's the Jets. Atlanta. Just to say, the Jets, Atlanta. <laughs> Cincinnati. Yeah, until I see Detroit. Zach Wilson be this second coming of whoever oh. we're trying to make him out to be. I, I'm not. I'm not sold yet. I'm sorry. And again, right. I have Justin Fields as the number two quarterback in this draft, not Zach Wilson. I'm sorry. And that, that's what I'm getting at. Zach Wilson could be the Mitchell Trubisky of the <laughs> of this draft. It, 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 next year is going to be interesting because it, it's going to be a lot of things to look for. And like, oh, well, that was a hit. That was a miss. Yeah. That well, you know. You're gonna see it, cause I, uh, now I'm now that you got me over here researching all of this, I'm gonna be overly <laughs> critical of these rookies. Now I'm like, it, it, I'm a rookie. I don't care. It's funny, and it makes and it makes 
the the NFL it get, <laughs> like fantasy does for people that don't play fantasy that first year getting into it mm-hmm. it gives them a completely different way of watching it, the NFL mm-hmm. when you when you start sports betting it's a completely different way to watch the NFL and then when you start doing the the research on these rookies and these young guys cuz it's funny cuz you'll be sitting there and you'll be like oh yeah I remember when that corner got drafted gets burned by by Jerry Judy or, or some whoever it is. You're right. Then <laughs> like, you remember back all the nonsense that they said about the player and yeah, whatever they those whatever draft accolades. superlatives and right. all that stuff and let's get at like, again. Like, can we revisit that for some of these people? What remember I talk about and this is what I have an issue with is where like, with ESPN and and all of these other uh, draft outlets is basically there's no accountability. You can say whatever you want to say. If you're wrong, oh. You miss on a lot of them. It happens. Or and but if you're right, oh, you're the genius of all geniuses, Mel Kiper. You, you, you. you this is the reason why you've been doing this for 17 years right. to get one thing right in the first round, one one pick right. Come on, right. Uh, it's it's frustrating. Uh, and, and again, it's just the the lack of accountability. It with, with that, it, it, and that's also goes hand in hand with the way that these people talk about how because even in the 2018 season mm-hmm. when we got. Uh, uh, Khalil Mack mm-hmm. going into that season, everybody was like, "Man, the Chicago, there's no way they're they're getting out of this division. There's nothing that they can possibly do to 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 get over that hump." Even with the Khalil Mack trade, I, I don't see how this is going to fix their issues uh, mm-hmm. in, in this position, in that position, wherever it is. We come out there, we're playing good. We go on streaks. We we barely lose to to um to the Green Bay Packers in Week One. We come out, we have go on a on a run. This that the other. Everybody's talking crap still, and we're we're sitting there at six and one at one point. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, well, hey, well, we'll see if they can get through this murderous row. We knock off two of the three that are a part of the Mortars Row, and they're still like, "Well, they lost to them, and and we really saw their their the cracks in the armor in, in this game and this that." And I'm like, "What? What are we? What are we talking about here? Like, what are we doing? Why? <laughs> there is it is the most negative media outlet that I've ever seen, and and it's and it and it only happens to Chicago. I feel. It's like I told you, it's, for some reason or another, it's just they just uh, they they they're the um butt end of the joke of jokes for for the for the NFL and you know they're the whipping post like uh, let's, let's dump on this these people uh, you know cuz for their underachievements I'm like okay we can do that that's fair but uh, it was not fair is why why are you targeting one team and what is the fix not so much that I don't care you know whatever yeah. but what 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 is the fixation with 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 Chicago like I mean man I'm like what I mean are we the threats to the point of let's just talk this team down and let's just be down on this team just let's hope this team never rises to anything you know and like when they started out with it was five and oh or was it yeah, four? We were five and oh this year and you know oh my god no, I think we were four and oh because we didn't end up losing to uh Indianapolis okay four and oh and oh just worst four and oh start team ever to ever see and I mean I could have borderline understood where you were coming from but i mean people were going in so hard like it was such a slam dunk and saying that like dude okay i can see that some shredder levels and shredder truth in there based on okay they kind of overachieving and i'm getting there but they didn't take it like that it was just this whole they had no business winning these games this this and that what are you talking about? and even with that another thing that pissed me off last year is all of week 17. Oh, Chicago backdoored their way into the in, in, into the playoffs. Yes, we ended up losing our game. But we're not going to talk about how badly 
uh, Arizona came out and played in that game against the Rams? No, against we, a we, backup. We have to preserve Kyle Murray's Kyle Murray's um miss you know, me with that because you already bull. know they got to go super hard <laughs> next year with this guy and, and his you know his his next step to go forward. So you know they can't kill their own stories, and that's what we get into. Some some of this some of this crap that's out here, this news. Look, I like to think we try to give it to people straight. You know. <laughs> Okay, am I gonna give you some of my opinion? Sure, but I'm letting you know this is my opinion. You know, and I, letting... and I always preface something where like this is gonna be biased. This is where I'm right. gonna say something biased here. And, and this is what this this is what this entire show is about. By the way, I don't know if I prefaced it on this show. <laughs> this, this is when I kicked it off. This right. is from a Chicago Bears fan perspective again. Right, like this, which is why we're doing a today. specific <laughs> show on Chicago, which I know we should be able to speak freely. So I'm not gonna be too many disclaimers in this one. Yeah. So, but I'm just gonna say that for now, just in case we're losing some people and. I'm understanding when they're going to move on we're not doing a draft show tonight that's <laughs> next week we're just talking about chicago we will we as you can you see we'll have a full draft we, right. analysis and, and synopsis on all seven rounds on wednesday that is the day that that will go out <laughs> you don't worry you will get that soon this is sunday when this is going out or saturday hopefully i can get it out tomorrow but if not it's going out on sunday and basically this is just about Chicago, just about these first two rounds, and and nothing else. All I wanted to do is fan out for a little bit. I'm so and I'm I'm backtracking just a little bit, yeah. but you, when you when you 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 hit a real sensitive spot when you brought up Jim McMahon and what in this what's been going on. <laughs> Let, people, I'm gonna give y'all some 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 hardcore stats, you know. And just, I'm gonna throw some numbers out there, and then I'm gonna have to talk about a few of them just to give people some perspective. And remember, I will start with this just to get it out the way because we always have to say this. We already know the game has changed. Yes. The game has evolved tremendously. With that being said, <clears throat> in his seven years in Chicago, he pl- he played in 66 games and started in 61 of them. That's the, for step one. Um, his record was 46 and 15 as a starting quarterback. With that also, he had a 57.8 completion rate. Doesn't sound horrible to me. And, of course, this is probably where he gets his most flack. His yards. He had 11,203 yards. I bet I'm sure people are looking like, oh, my God, Drew Brees could get that in two years. And he did it in seven. Okay, there's this big pink elephant in the room that I want to tell everybody about Chicago back in the day. Jim McMahon wasn't the, the the best player on the offensive side of the ball for his team. Not at all. There was this legendary Hall of Fame quarterback, that I mean running back, that you may never heard of called Walter Payton that played over there. Talking about sweetness? And my <laughs> point being is, even if that if, if you could morph and 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 get a if you can find a freaking DeLorean and and put Tom Brady in it and get him up to 88 miles. And get him back to Chicago, back in the day. Tom Brady will have eleven thousand, some two hundred and three yards, just like Jim McMahon. Why? Because there was somebody called Walter Payton doing Walter Payton type magic, and, and which again, arguably the best running back of all time. And we're talking about it during a time when running backs really meant something. Unfortunately, in this day and age, they're, they're a dime a dozen at this point. You know. Um, so, but 
his numbers in his passing game is down only based on the fact of the personnel and how they ran the offense. They were a run-first offense that could not be stopped, and they were definitely damn near their defense was probably better than the offense, and the offense was stellar. Um, and again, he threw at 57, nearly 58% completion rate. It ain't about just the sheer numbers because we're looking at today's numbers. Oh, my God, you know, I mean, if he, <laughs> People get nearly six thousand yards, you know. Well, you know, yeah, 4, but also, I mean, sixty percent is what you look for in a quarterback nowadays. You're telling me that in a time where passing wasn't the number one option, he was literally on pace for that. Yeah, sixty-seven <laughs> touchdowns. I mean, granted to his fifty-six interceptions. Interceptions were higher back in the day. Yeah. They they just were. It's just the way the game was played. But I mean, granted, and I'm only because uh, I know I'm speaking to metrics and uh, and the statistics of today, and I'm and I'm trying to get people to. You're gonna have to come up off of that a little bit. We're not playing the game the same but way. It, to me, it's not even about the numbers from Jim McMahon. The way that he carried himself on the field, this dude was calling out the commissioner in the middle of games. Like, <laughs> to check out his his QB rate, eighty point four. Thank you. Oh, he was. They had you know, Sid Luckman and I. That was a bit really. We just skipped over the whole Super Bowl Bears team, like as if the offense, like they. First of all, the, the okay Bears fans know this. Bear, I'm not speaking to Bears fans. I'm not speaking to anybody who even 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 historically followed the NFL. First of all, Chicago was the, the Bears team was not carried by the defense. They weren't even led by the defense. The defense was just that stellar to the point they just added on to the to the to the to the um successes of Chicago. Chicago was stellar on both sides of the ball. Yeah. And that's just something the defense was so grand, it almost made it look like the offense was average. And the offense wasn't average at all. No. So and uh, yeah, and Jim McMahon has been the I mean the butt end of this 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 misconception for what, thirty something years now? I'm like in to the point where, yeah, we still talking about Sid. Who the hell is Sid Luckman? I wasn't alive in 1952. I'm just putting that out there. And I'm saying that to say, what's that? Sorry, the draft is still going on. What, what did we just have? Minnesota just got a steal in the third round. They got Wyatt, da- Wyatt Davis, guard from Ohio State. Interesting. That's a steal. I like that pick. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're going to going to it. And that's Min- how unbiased I am as an NFL fan. I just said Minnesota got a great pick. He did a Minnesota plug in the middle of my <laughs> my, my, my Jim McMahon soliloquy over here. Sorry. You know? But, hey, I'm going in real hard about his quarterback rating, you know. But with that being said, I'm just making a point that his numbers, yeah, he was a good quarterback, but he was more than a good. He was a very good quarterback, you know. Yeah. Y'all want to talk about he was he wasn't great? Well, hell, I could give you a thousand names that wasn't great, but I can give you I can you only give you a few that was very good. Yeah. And I'm like, he was damn show sure way better than a game manager. Okay, he wasn't Joe Montana, and he wasn't Dan Marino and John Elway and and Tom freaking Brady. Who is exactly? You that, know, that's, that's my not, thing. Is like everybody's talking about how it, in. Stop trying to compare people across eras. Let's stop trying to make this a, a greatest of all time conversation. Stop doing mm-hmm. that. Let's take it for what it is. Jim McMahon was great. He was a leader. He was able to command the locker room, and he led one of the better offenses in the league to playoff appearance after playoff appearance to playoff appearance. He right. kept doing it. Even with all the injuries, he kept doing it. 
So let's stop yeah. def- defaming his name, even though he talked out of the side of his mouth recently. Even with that, I still respect him as a Bears quarterback. This man deserves to be up there as, if not number one, number two, greatest, uh, greatest Bears quarterback of all time. I'm, you want to put, I mean, yeah, we know who the one and two is, anything after that. But the fact that he's always left out, you know, they keep skipping over like, ah, he, dude, you, you, you know, I can't even respect you to even have a conversation about sports if you're going to leave this man's name out of it. Because yeah. you can't, you just can't. It's almost like saying, eh, I think the Bears Super Bowl was good, but I, I really just can't give any credit to the offense whatsoever. You know, I just can't. Because defense, you know, seriously, Walter Payton, people, <sighs> nothing else needs to be said. I mean, that's like saying Michael Jordan. Of You know, it's just that synonymous with Chicago. Mm-hmm. So let's let's just stop it, you know. So I just want to throw that just a few little numbers out there. I'm not even getting into the the hard, the eye test and stuff like that. I don't even need to talk about how elusive this guy was, and he wasn't a small guy. He was very powerful. He was, he was very athletic. He was physical. Yeah, he demanded is, respect because he was, was going to injure all the yeah. time. Yeah, you know, because he would. Yeah, he would initiate the contact. You know, um, I mean, he got like, that from what's the safety's name? The the one who's the GM of the 49ers now. Oh, um, Lynch. Yeah, John Lynch. He he he. Even with that thirty for thirty, he talked about it how mm-hmm. he respected him because even when John Lynch was coming and literally just all he did was run straight down the down the field and mm-hmm. hit him uh, right in that hole. That that's what he was. He was a run stopping safety. And even with that, when when they were in practice, they would hit each other, and he'd be like, "Man, he could lay a hit on you. He he could he could put you out for a week or two. <laughs> like this dude, he had power, and he didn't mm-hmm. care that he, that." Hey, I can't throw it fifty yards down the field, which he could. <laughs> like, right? He, he didn't have to. He he could just hit you and and make you feel it and make you not want to play football against him. Right. So we digress, but I I, I just wanted <laughs> that's all I was going to say about Jim McMahon. I mean, we can always have a you know do that whole segment about best Bears quarterback quarterbacks of all time. And if we ever did it, trust me, Jim McMahon will be a big piece about that. And some of you and all you haters out there could just hate on that because bottom line, you can't re- you can't rewrite history. It's already done. It's in the books. <laughs> if you don't think you don't really don't believe me, look it up and, you know, go back to the 85, 86, 84, 83 bears. Watch him. He's out there. He's been there. You know, so, you know, say say what you want to say. You know, oh, you know, it, it just all the naysayers. I just want to move on. It's just like the bottom line is Jim McMahon was the real deal. Yeah. But we got our guy. Yes, we do. We got Justin Fields. And we now got a we quarterback. Back full circle to Justin Fields. Now we got our third best guy, possibly, P- potentially. Probably. If, you know, you know, <laughs> potentially. Might be the number one. And that's what I'm getting at. You know, we just don't know. But, um, how it's projectedly looking right now is looking very good for us. And, and I, I'm the optimism is back, is running. And um, right now, as it stands, the Bears are in a way better position than where they ended at the end of the year. And what are we? We were plus Justin Fields minus, you know, uh, Kyle Fuller. Oh, no. Yeah. I can live with that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. We're a much better team. I could say, well, we lost something on the defensive end. Okay, great. We did. We gained something so much more on the offensive end. It was so much as as a team as a whole. Quarterback is so valuable to have, and and the fact that we have one now, it just 
and to go with that second round pick to put together that I'm home runs. I, I, a plus Chicago Bears. A plus. I think that was a steal of, of the draft. The fact that he fell to 11 is insane to me, first off. But two, just the in- insanity that Chicago was able to figure out a way to not have to give up the farm to go get up to that spot and go get this guy. And to make the right freaking decision for once, man. Mm-hmm. It just, man, it... it <sighs> I'm at a loss for it. And I, I put out a tweet yesterday. I was like, I, I have no words. All I can say is we have a freaking quarterback. Like, like that, that's all I can say. This dude is so good. And again, he is the second best quarterback in this draft. And we got him at 11. Just the value for those picks is insane. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm looking at some stuff. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, oh, I, looking back at this Patrick Mahomes thing, like Patrick Mahomes went 10. We were talking. We were talking about Alpha Air gotcha. yesterday. Uh, and he got that pick from Buffalo. Yeah, I remember there was a trait that happened, and they went. What to I get didn't him. remember, which is the most weirdest thing, for whatever reason, I thought Deshaun Watson got drafted before Mahomes, and he didn't. No, I know one went like Deshaun Watson went eleven, didn't he? Or he 12. went twelve. I thought he went seven. Don't ask me why. <laughs> I don't. Because Houston should have been seven. That bad. Was just in my <laughs> head for some reason. I just. I just had this thought, like, okay, they missed, and for some reason, then a few picks later, somebody got it right. <laughs> got him. No, Patrick Mahomes, man, I'm just thinking, I'm talking about the jump was much more significant than what I thought. Like, he jumped, and Mahomes actually got drafted before him. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's interesting. So, I mean, so is it, is it fair to say that? <laughs> this is crazy. I'm just like, hey, Kansas City missed on Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. I mean, he missed on Deshaun Watson by getting moving up to get Patrick Mahomes. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I, oh my god, that's I, the worst. That's the that's the perfect scenario to ever have ever <laughs> in the history of football. You, 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 there was no wrong answer. Yeah, you get to be well, happy with your team. Just shut it. It only been wrong <laughs> had Deshaun Watson went to Kansas City and then started in. Then this situation would have happened in Kansas City, but it has not. Happened. No, <laughs> so, uh, moving on. I don't. I'm not going to speak to that. Yeah, we're going to move on. I just, I, I can only say it so many times. We have a quarterback. We got it done. We did the right thing, and then we did it twice, and we went to go protect him. And I think that this, again, round of applause for Matt Nagy. Round, round of applause for Ryan Pace. This front office did the right thing. They killed it. And even if we don't have another pick for the rest of this draft. Let's call it what they did. They earned a paychecks finally. Yeah. Because uh, I think they was getting paid to really just muck it up for a lot around here and then give a couple of press conferences and give us some, some BS about what they were doing. And that just wasn't – I don't want to – I want I want I want to commend the fan base to keep the pressure on these guys because I think it was almost civil unrest. Like, <laughs> literally. Like, we've had enough as a Bears fans. Like – we're freaking bears. Okay? I've been pissed for two years. We are a storied franchise, and our results do not speak to a storied franchise. I'm like, there has been extreme neglect with this with this franchise over the years. Yeah, and a lot of rights have been wrong. A lot of wrongs. <laughs> our rights have been wrong. That's how it's been for That's a long time. Well, a lot of rights have been wrong, but a lot of wrongs have been right. Has been righted in Find the last 24 hours. You know, literally. 
man. It's I, I, it's a new day in Chicago. It That's is. all I'm saying. It's I I, mean, I can't even imagine like what's going on in Chicago right now. Like it, it they, oh my goodness! It this just it everything. I wouldn't be surprised they were looting right now. <laughs> just I'm talking about like yeah, rioting, <laughs> looting. You know, just they what would have happened? It's almost like a championship. <laughs> but I mean, I think this honestly will lead to one because again. Even though everybody keeps saying how bad of a situation Chicago is, no, we have a team. We've had a team for so long. We just needed to figure out the quarterback position to put it all together. And if we can develop just, uh, Justin Fields just at any sort of a good pace and get him ready to play this year, and he comes out here and does anything, just give me 20% better than what Mitch Trubisky was to start and continue to develop from there. Just do that, and we will be just fine. Right. But I like, I, I feel mm. like this, and again, this goes back to what's happening before the, even drafts, the, the draft even started. If Aaron Rodgers is out of this division, I don't see what's stopping Chicago from having this division unlocked for 10 to 15 years. What do you mean? Jared Goff. I'm kidding. Again, I said I don't see what's stopping them. <laughs> Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions. What do you mean? Oh, man. I'm I would say Detroit team. probably, if they can figure it out over the next two, three drafts, they'll be the number two team. Boy, that was a loaded statement if I ain't ever heard one. That word if. If. If is all I've seen I will my say whole life. Once we get into to the, the conversation about the whole draft next week, I do have something about the Detroit Lions that I think is going to be a fun conversation. So let's call it here, actually. It's always fun when it's about them. Yeah, no, you know, we, we've had a few good conversations about the Detroit Lions. That's my whipping post team. Yeah. So y'all know. Uh, no, so let's call it here. I mean, we've, we've said what we've had to say time and time again, over and over again. Protested Jim McMahon. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I felt I'm vindicated now. <laughs> We got a freaking quarterback, guys. If you're a Bears fan, please leave it in the comments down below. Tell me how much you do agree with me on this because this is an insane pick. And for y'all that's still, you know, jury's still out, tell us about you don't agree. And, and I'll know. tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> I'll, I'll be watching those comments. No. So please just leave a comment down below. Let us know what you're thinking here. Uh, again, please like, rate, subscribe, and Please share the podcast. We want to grow again. Uh, we want to be getting uh, larger and larger every day, growing a community of sports fans. Man, how many picks do the Minnesota Vikings have? Jesus Christ. They, they keep coming back they up. But, I mean, half of them probably not going to stay. And let's, let's close out. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. We're, we're still looking at draft coverage here. We still have – this is our jobs. We still have to do this. Uh, no, but, yeah, please share the podcast. We want to grow a community of sports fans to continue to have uh, just a, a safe space where we can come and have fantastic conversations just like this every single day. Um, so please, again, like, rate, and subscribe. Leave a comment down below. And we'll catch you guys in the next one. Yes, have a good night, and we'll talk to you later.